This afternoon we invite you once again to that of the Gospel of Luke chapter 18. The Gospel of Luke chapter 18. And we're going to read these verses once again uh, for your hearing. Luke chapter 18, beginning with verse number 1. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint, saying, there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of these verses once again uh, this day. This afternoon we continue on, once on with that of our study of this parable of the widow and the unjust judge. This morning we uh, in our study, considered the structure of the passage and exposition of the passage, and then uh, we gave several applications uh, of uh, the passage. Uh, just to make mention of those applications, we said that we need to pray and persevere uh, in that of our praying. Uh, and we see the Apostle Paul throughout that of his epistles uh, that he uh, called uh, upon that of the saints of God uh, uh, to pray, to pray without uh, ceasing. And then we also said the call to prayer is in light of the final vindication in the end. In other words, in the end days, when the Lord does come, uh, the call to prayer is in light of this, uh, knowing that, beloved, that the Lord will vindicate those that are His uh, own. Now, tonight, as we consider that of the passage once again, I would like for us to consider a question. A question that is found at the very end of this parable. Now, we said the parable was verses 2, 3, 4, uh, and five, actually, verses six, seven, and eight, they're a part of it, only it's that of Jesus' explanation uh, 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 of it. And we want to draw your attention to that of verse number eight and the very last part. When the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? When the Son of Man cometh, will he find faith on the earth. This is our subject uh, uh, tonight. And as we consider this question, 
we would ask, first of all, what did the Lord mean when he asked this question? What did the Lord mean when he asked this question? Secondly, we would ask the question, why did he ask the question? And then thirdly, what does the question imply? What does the question imply? First of all, let's consider what did the Lord mean by this question? When the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? Well, there's several answers, I believe, uh, that might uh, uh, be given. There's probably several camps uh, uh, of, of individuals who have their answer to this question, so to speak. Uh, the first uh, answer might be this. There won't be faith on the earth. That's what the Lord is telling us here by asking the question, when the Son of Man cometh, will he find uh, that of faith? Now, as we look around in the world in which we live in uh, today, we see the evil which is uh, going on. One must ask the question, what will that day be like here on the earth when the Son of Man comes? You know, the evil which is already going on, the hatred for those who are the people of faith, it's great. We live in a dark day. I'm sure there's been many brethren uh, down through the ages who have said that very same statement. Uh, it was a dark day in Noah's day when the flood came. Uh, our Lord <coughs> mentions that in particular back in chapter 17. Uh, it was a dark day in Sodom when it rained, when hail and hail and hail was rained down upon hail and fire was rained down upon the city of Sodom. It was a dark day. But I don't know about you, but as I look around in that of our day and time, it's just almost hard to believe. You know, from the time that we all were all pretty much generally speaking in the same age area, when you know when we grew up, uh, it was it was so different from what it is today, uh, uh, in so many ways. Not to say that some of the things that we see today that they weren't going on at that day and time, undoubtedly they were, but they just weren't out in the open like they are uh, uh, today. So the statement there most likely won't be anyone with faith in that day. That's an answer that some might would give and say that this is what the Lord meant. I ask the question, is this the case? Is this the case? Is this what the Lord really meant by his statement? The second answer 
there will be those who are of faith on the earth. Just the opposite. God's people have gone through great suffering in the past. Great suffering. You know, as we think of God's people even prior to the coming uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, Israel uh, of old, Israel had sinned against God and uh, God's judgment came upon uh, that of Israel, that of the land of Israel. Uh, they suffered for uh, that of uh, the sins that they uh, committed. And God's people, uh, they experienced that of dark days uh, as they were taken away uh, uh, to uh, that of Babylon uh, uh, into that of captivity. Uh, and they longed for that of the return of, of them back to that of the land. They suffered greatly. And then you have that of uh, the Jewish people uh, in the Lord's day. Uh, they suffered at the hands of the Romans. Uh, uh, not to say that all, the Jew, all Jews were uh, ones that uh, believed in God, but uh, for the most part, you know, the Jewish people, they were, they, were, they were, you know, looked upon as God's people, ones who were believers uh, 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 in God. And they suffered, they suffered greatly at the hands uh, of the Romans. And then as we come on up to the Lord's church, uh, the great persecution that came upon the church in the early days, and then down through the dark uh, uh, years uh, that we know of, uh, that of 1617, 1800s, uh, even earlier than that, we think of that of God's people and how they suffered at the hands uh, of those that were uh, not right with God. Why should we think the end times will be any different? Why should we think the end times will be any different? God's people, as I've said, has gone through great sufferings in the past, there is there any reason why we should think that they won't go through that of suffering again? Uh, this is the second answer that might be given. And again, I would ask the question, is, is this the case? I'm sure that there are those who we would find in both camps and perhaps in even several other different camps uh, as far as answers uh, uh, to uh, this question. I would ask the question or raise the question here, who is asking the question? Who is asking the question here? And the Lord said in verse 6, Hear what the unjust judge saith, and shall not God avenge his own elect which cried in night unto him though he bear Long with them, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. We see the Lord Jesus is the one who is the speaker here. He's the one uh, who is actually asking the question. Do you find that shocking?
Who is the Lord Jesus Christ? Is he not God manifested in the flesh? Is not one of his name, names Emmanuel, God with us? What knowledge does the Son of God have? Would one suppose that the Son of God doesn't know something here? He asked a question. He asked a question. Of course, the question is being asked in the midst of the disciples here. And that question is, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? I would draw your attention to something with regards to the question about that of a certainty. There's a certainty that is expressed here in the question. A certainty which Jesus sets forth before us here. We may not realize it. But that certainty is, is that of the Son of Man. The Son of Man coming. The Son of Man returning. He says, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Who is the Son of Man? Beloved, the Son of Man is the Lord Jesus Himself. And so, by asking the question, He confirms the very fact that there is a day in which He will be coming back. Why would he then ask the question then? Would he not know whether or not there will be those who are of faith in that day? Let me just say to you, the scriptures are very clear about the fact, number one, the Lord knoweth them that are his. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 19. The writer of Hebrews wrote in Hebrews 6.10, For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed towards His name, in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. Here in Hebrews chapter 6, in uh, uh, this verse, we have the writer of Hebrews speaking here with regards to those believers in his day, telling them that God, God was not unrighteous to forget their work and labor of love, which was a testimony, which was evidence, beloved, of that of their faith in God. So the Lord knows them that are his. He knows of those who have faith. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Jesus says, My sheep. He goes on to say later on in that chapter, Other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them I must bring. So Jesus, in those two verses, he speaks of that of his sheep, 
his people. And he speaks of them as knowing them. Knowing every last one of them. He knows those who are his, those who cry day and night unto him. So the point that I would make here is is the Lord was not asking the question here, searching for an answer. At this point, I would ask or have us consider that of the second question that I ask. Why did he ask such a question? We asked the question, what did Jesus mean by the question? Now we're asking, why did he ask such a question? If the Lord was not asking the question here in search of an answer, then why, why did he ask the question? First, I would have us consider going back and looking at that of the main aim or purpose of the parable. If you look back up in verse number one, it says, and he spake a parable unto them, that is, to the disciples. To this end or with this purpose in mind, that men ought always to Pray and not to faint. What was the aim of the parable? What was what 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 is the goal of the parable? For that of the disciples and beloved, even for us this very day, what is the aim or goal of that of the parable? It is for that of encouragement. It is for that of encouragement that men should pray and not faint or making it on that of a personal level that we would pray and not faint. And that word faint in the Greek has the idea or meaning of that of giving up, losing heart. Now, as we've already said, we live in that of an evil day. And yes, as as we look at things, it's terrible. And yes, we can all get down in the dumps because of those things. And we do at times, don't we? But beloved... Jesus says, don't, don't, don't lose heart. Don't faint. He says, pray. Pray. Pray that you lose not heart. That you not give up. That you not say, well, you know, I raise my hands up in the air. To, 
parable then was given for encouragement towards this end. Now thinking about the question. When the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? What do we have Jesus doing here? He's giving us a question. He is probing us. He's probing the disciples. What is His end? What is His purpose in that of the parable? It is that of persevering, praying faith in that of the disciples and for us also. It is given to promote this type of praying faith. The end then is a personal one. It is to encourage us. It is, it is to probe that of our hearts and for us to ask the question about that of our faith. The question needs to be asked by each of us with regards to ourselves and regard to that of our faith. What kind of faith do we have? Is it a persevering faith? Is it a persevering praying faith? What did the Lord say here in the passage? He said the Lord will hear the prayers of those that are his own. He says, the Lord, verse 6 says, And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said, and shall not God avenge his own elect, which cried in night unto him, though he bear long with them? I say to you that he will avenge. He will avenge. The parable here, he sets forth those, uh, there are those who are of the chosen of God. Speaks of Beloved, that of a special people of God. And as I said this morning, the characteristic of those people of God is that there's a faith that is a persevering faith in God. It's not just, oh, I believe. No, beloved. The faith that the Lord here speaks of is a faith that is in God. In that of His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is God manifested in the flesh. We live in a day today which, you know, people say, oh, I believe. Well, what do you believe? What do you believe? Is your faith in God? Is it in Jesus Christ? These ones whom Jesus speaks of, they are a people of faith. They are a praying people. They are a people who pray day and night unto Him. And they are a people who look to Him to avenge them of that of their adversary. And these people are people whom God bears long with and whom He will answer speedily. The question the probing question is, is this you? 
Uh, there's several applications that we'd like to make here tonight. I know we've already done so some in that of the actual body of that of the message here. But I have five applications here tonight in conclusion that I'd like to bring to your attention. First of all, the Lord is going to return. That's implied in the question. The Son of Man, when the Son of Man cometh, will there be faith upon the earth? So the Lord is going to return, but there is an interval time between His first coming and that of His second coming. Now these disciples here that the Lord spoke to, they had not the view that we have today with regards to that of what has been revealed to us. The revelation that, that, that was given to them was that the Messiah was coming. And they believed that Jesus was the Messiah. Uh, he was the one who was spoken of that was to come. But if you remember, during that of the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord, uh, at a certain point in that of His ministry, He began speaking to His disciples, uh, preparing them, telling them that there's going to come a time in which you know, the authorities are going to come and take me and I'm going to be crucified. He began telling them this. And at one point, as the Lord spoke of it, Peter said, not so, Lord. Not so. And the Lord said, get thee behind me, Satan. You speak not the things of God. The Lord is going to return and there's an interval in between His first coming and His second coming. And we are in that period of time right now. We can expect the enemy. The enemy is alive. Our adversary, he's after us. The Lord only knows what will come that of our way. We who are here as God's people here tonight, we don't know what is going to come to pass. None of us here tonight know what is going to come to pass, even tomorrow or even tonight. I mean, as we look around the world and you know, we think of uh, that of what is going on, the war, the war over there in Gaza, uh, and we have that of the Chinese, we have that of I Iraq. Do we really know what's going to take place? No, we really don't. And those who are world leaders who are who are in places of uh, of power, they don't know what's going to take place either. But the Lord knows. But we can be assured that it's under control. It's under control. 
The fire can burn, burn, burn. It will not touch us. You remember old Daniel and the three Hebrew children? The flame didn't touch them. Job. Oh, the trouble of Job. What he went through. That of the sorrow uh, and the pain that he endured uh, over a period of time. Beloved, he didn't know that any of that was going to come to him. But beloved, as we see Job, his faith, beloved, it was a faith that was a persevering faith. The faith of that of Daniel and the three Hebrew children. It was, their faith was that of a faith that was a persevering faith. Yes, they lived. They lived prior to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. But they also looked forward just like Abraham of old. And they, as they looked forward, beloved, they saw and their hope was in that of the promised one. Just like our hope is in the promised one who has come and who is going to come a second time. So we're living in the interval time between his first coming and his second. There will be delays, but the Lord will show his face in that of his time. He will show his face in his time. Israel is a prime example of this. God allowed the things to come upon that of Israel of old. And beloved, it wasn't necessary when they cried out unto the Lord all the time that the Lord intervened. The beloved Lord did it in His time. The Lord is our light in that of the darkness that we are in today. Thirdly, I would say to you, pray, pray, and pray. Beloved, if we don't pray, if we don't pray without ceasing, if we don't continue in prayer, then you know what will happen? We'll faint. Pray. He spake the parable unto them to the end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. The implication there is, is that if we pray, we won't faint. If we don't pray, then we will faint. Paul says pray without ceasing. Continue in prayer. Be in an attitude of prayer. Fourthly, don't give up. God is the sovereign of the universe. And as the people of God, we have that of His ear. We have that of His ear. He knows and He hears the prayers of those who are His. And then lastly, 
We've already touched on this. Pray and faint not. Pray and faint not. Will there, when the Lord, when the Son of Man come, will there be faith? A probing question for us. And in the process, it should be an encouragement for us to pray. All right. Let us stand and we'll have a closing hymn. Hymn number 772. Hymn number 772.
uh, when thy dear son returns. Lord, we do pr pray your blessing uh, upon this coming week. Lord, direct our paths. Uh, Lord, may we know your fellowship each day. Bless our families. Uh, bless the gospel to their hearts. Uh, Lord, may the gospel uh, have power and influence here in this city <coughs> throughout the world to the uh, far corners of the earth. Lord, bless all thy servants, those who labor in the harvest field. Uh, we do pray that you would uh, call uh, laborers into the field even now. Lord, um, we praise you for the opportunity to know thee in Christ Jesus, to be taught by the Holy Spirit. Uh, Lord, we uh, pray now that we uh, might walk with thee and have your fellowship. Lord, cause your face, we pray, to, sign, to shine upon us uh, this coming week. We pray all this and we give thanks to thee in Jesus' name. We pray, amen. Amen. May the Lord bless you.